Hey everybody, welcome back to the 10th floor. It's me, Matt. Hi everybody, it's Kat. And you're here, you're here. Get out of that waiting room. Climb on into the elevator. We're going all the way up to the 10th floor. There's a lot to talk about. General Hospital this week, hard-hitting soap. Edge of your seat excitement. Who's going to live? Who's going to continue to live? <laughs> <laughs> Who will lie, who will cheat, who will steal, and who will be honest as the weeks mm -hmm. progress here on General Hospital? Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll see. We'll have to see. But, you know, while we're riding this elevator up to the 10th floor, you know, we do have to say, what a good time we just had on the channel just a few minutes ago with Remington Hoffman from Days of Our Lives. Good time. Yeah. We were just talking to him just a few minutes ago. I know, I know. Just, just, just not, you know, like a half hour ago, we were chit-chatting with that guy. Half an hour ago, yeah. finished off with that, which is a good time, good time. So when you're done here, check that out. That, that, was, that was a good conversation about stuff, about raising kids, mm -hmm. playing basketball, growing up in California, and working on a soap opera. Even auditioning yeah. for General Hospital once, too. A little anecdote about that. Yes, he did, evidently. Yeah, but it's not just us. Kaiwan is here, Melissa's here, Cindis, hello Cindis, Liz, Sandy, and Elegant have all joined us here in the chat so far. Hey, Sandra just popped in as well. She says hey, it's time for GH Fun, and you're absolutely right, Sandra. You're totally <laughs> yep. correct. It's time for GH Fun. A bing, the GH doors have opened. Fun times. Stop. Fun times. It's uh, General Hospital High. Um. <laughs> Oh my goodness. He stepped out on the 10th floor. He looked to the left and you can see sitting on the benches is Finn and Elizabeth head to head going over case files. Making sure that they have everything in a row. Because here it is. The time has come to defend Finn's doctorhood against the evil and ultimately terribly false accusations from one Mr. Muldoon. This is the only part I don't like about it, Matt. Yeah. I actually liked it. But you know, I'm a big old Di Diane Miller fan. Mm -hmm. I like Killer Miller. I think she's awesome. Ooh, Diane, I think I'm going to lose this case. First oh, yeah. time we're ever going <laughs> to see Diane lose in court. I don't know, I first time ever? I don't think we've ever seen Diane lose in court. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I don't know. If I have, I just don't recall it. But she's sure gonna lose this time <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah finn's keeping his job nobody's getting any money this truth is going to be revealed throughout the course of this 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 hearing this trial i suppose and uh and, and, then, yeah. and then and then on the back side on the back side of martin gray's card can say killer miller zero <laughs> marty one marty one want to know marty gray <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness uh <laughs> melissa says that uh, diane may may have may wind up having to quit because they can't pay her i guess that'll be something that comes up after like she starts to sue the family because they can't pay <laughs> her fees that's that's funny i hadn't thought about that you're right she's so see diane got it so together she should have already known the Muldoons didn't have no damn money she should have known it already maybe she already knows it Maybe well, she's maybe. trying to help Finn. Wouldn't that be a spin? Wouldn't that I be? I don't think you know? so, though. <laughs> I think no, so. I don't think so either. I think that they're they're both going going at it, you know, as hard as they can. But you know, as many times as Diane and Alexis met in court, there's no way that Diane beat her every single time, right? 
No, like I said, maybe she's lost in the past, and I just she probably don't has. Uh, well, Leanne says, yeah, she's lost, but really? she's a boss. <laughs> so there you go. Diane is just a boss. That's all I got to worry about. She is. She is. She is. She's commanding. She's so commanding. Awesome. Rough, rough times with Robert, though. You know. Well, <laughs> you know, Diane likes Robert, but I don't. I don't think she's going to be. Well, I don't see Diane really going head over heels for anybody. Mm -hmm. But uh, she's like, I don't know. To to me, uh, um. He's just more amusing than he is anything else. It, uh, I don't know. I think Diane's in her her, her own way a, a smidgen here. I think that she she expects uh, Robert to exalt her in a way that he is not going to exalt anybody. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's an expectation of of putting her on on quite the pedestal. Yeah. You know, I'm the only woman that is has is is currently in your life and should ever be in your life, and nothing compares to us and me. Is I think what she's she's really after, and I'm not, you know, she's not going oh, to be she'll Robert's. Never get that. She's not going to be the love of Robert's life. No. And I think that's what she's hoping to have with somebody. I think that ship is sailed. Yeah, yeah, I think that Holly's probably wound up being Robert's the love of his life. Mm -hmm. I won't even say Anna. I think they're they're much better friends than than. No, Anna's more like a family member. Now. Besides, you know, when Holly came back, Robert and Anna they couldn't they couldn't stand. They were they were smooching. You know, they couldn't they couldn't resist. Anna and Robert can resist like crazy. Oh yeah, yes. I could see Anna just going eh, get off me. <laughs> uh, but Sandra says, "Oh well, hey, you know, if, if Diane ultimately loses, maybe this is is Robert's opportunity to reassure her, and that can be the the, the pathway to a, a reunite reuniting." Hmm. You know, it's all right. Oh. We don't all win. Yeah, I mean, Diane's not made out of stone, is she? Or it's Killer Middle, not so much of a killer. Hmm. I do like her. <laughs> Didn't care for that belt she was wearing this week, though. Made me think that she should start, like, you know, I don't know, dancing or something. I, I didn't dig it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. But that, um, that Muldoon guy, he sure, he sure is a piece of trash, isn't he? Like, like he's basically spent the last couple of months of his life trying to swindle money out of Finn and General Hospital. Yes, he's he's yeah, yeah, and and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the wife is not privy. Privy, like she didn't know. Privy, I don't think she knew mm -hmm, mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. he was up to. Really, so I want to make sure that we she... understood. She said privy and not pretty. You know, we're yeah, not saying that she does. We don't, we don't think she's pretty. <laughs> no, no, that don't matter. Who cares? Yes, no. Um, I don't think she was privy to what her husband was up to. Mm -hmm. As far as, you know, what he was trying to orchestrate the last couple of months of his life. I would be surprised if they write it that way that she knew. Well, maybe she'll find out and withdraw the case. Oh, I think she'll have to. You know, that way, that way, you know, that way Diane can't, that way Diane doesn't have to lose. You know, it's just no longer a thing. That's true. Maybe if he gets thrown out and never was, and, and is like, you know, never happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, she didn't. Sandra says that the uh, the Muldoon story is so weird, and I've got an explanation for that. The writers came back and went, oh no, this story isn't working, let's end it. And so we are rushing to the finish line. <laughs> yeah, and, so, and some of the storylines you can see that, you know, that is the case. They're just trying to wrap things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of, of that stuff. Yeah, so it looks like they're just they're just trying to wrap this little part up here, uh, move on to something else with, with Finn and Elizabeth's lives. 
you know, I mean, it is what it is. I think that some of the commentary has, has been accurate out there. You know, we, we've never met the Muldoons. This kind of mm-hmm. just happened. Uh, we've only gotten Finn and Elizabeth kind of point of view when it comes to this entire story. It's very siloed, you know, it's like it's all alone over here. <laughs> I think it really does. I mean, the the storyline. I mean, the Muldoons. We're going to figure it out there in a minute. In a minute, yeah. and this is all you know wrapped up. It'll be over, and we won't even think about it again. But it did. It does. It does um, foster growth between Finn and Elizabeth. Yeah. As far as really being in each other's corner. Oh yes. Really being able to, you know, the, another challenge for them to face together. Yeah. A, yes. A, a, you know, um, a support system for each other that's yeah. um, grounded. And con- for real. Continuing to be people that they can rely on. Yes. 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 And, and with this, you know, uh, before, um, uh, with Finn and Elizabeth um, 1.0, I wasn't a fan. With Finn and Elizabeth <laughs> 2.0, 2.0 I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a, is it super, like, oh, let's stand on the, you know, be on the edge of our seat? No, it's not. It's no, not. No, I don't think but, it's about that. No, but if they give them a storyline where they have to, like, outside of the small dog thing, but if they give them a storyline where they have to really, like, lean on each other and, like, you know, I don't know, do something together and, and unity other than, you know, being a boyfriend and girlfriend, mm-hmm. it'll... It makes it more believable. Well, I mean, who who knows? You know, because uh, I'm 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 very hopeful for a a Jason and his kids story. I don't know how I don't know if anybody else is hopeful for that, but I am. Like, I, I want to see him interact with Jake and Danny, and I want to see the differences between Jake and Danny be very apparent, and have that be some trouble that they have to work out in some sort of soapy dramatic fashion. I actually want to see one of those teenage boys pop off at Jason. Yeah, I want to see Jake be like, get out of here. You don't belong in this I, house. You don't care. You ain't been around. Even when you were around, you weren't around. You weren't around. You, you hung out with Danny, got him almost blown up, and I hate you. Anyway, you know, that, that sort of stuff. Uh, and, and with that would lend to some sort of Elizabeth involvement as well, and people can get some some Elizabeth-Jason interaction that they're so, you know, that they would love to see. Um, and then, you know, that, that maybe Elizabeth can be facing something that Finn has to support her again through that isn't sleeping pills that makes her attack Chase, you know, because that was all Finn and Liz 1.0, which, which I I think that we're, we're scrubbing from history. Right, man, they got to put, they got to put like industrial size scrubber on that. (laughs) The biggest can of CLR that you've ever come across has just been dumped. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) <laughs> you know the scrubber yeah like in like um, in industry they have scrubbers on ceilings yeah. they're actually just pulling all the fumes out yeah. and dissipating it yeah. washing it scrubbing it and then dissipating it that's what you need okay that's the kind of level of scrubber they need for that yes yes Holy that's what we need to do and then, okay so yeah so we need to get have it all sucked out of the room sucked out of the room <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, uh, uh, um, he, 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 since we're talking about 2.0s, we got mm-hmm. another step forward with another 2.0 that we're excited for. The real Please. 2.0. The Spixie 2.0. <gasps> I think, a, I think we might get that. I think so, 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 okay, so Spinelli moves into the house and, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we're like, oh yeah, all right, come on, I got my door. 
Mm-hmm. We're going to have some shenanigans <laughs> and fall back in love, you know? Yeah, 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 right. Mm-hmm. And then so they, this week they do the Cody thing, you know, where Cody shows up, he's got a gift, their boots, da 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 da. And then Spinelli's <laughs> like, listen, all right, we don't have room for a stepdad in this house, okay? <laughs> Essentially is what he had to say. You know what? Yeah. What are you doing here? You know, just uh, go home, right? Uh, <laughs> 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 go home. <laughs> um, and, and Cody's like, whoa, buddy. Hey, man, I'm just here hanging out. I like the kid. I like kids. I like cowboy boots. It goes hand in hand. You know, I'm fun uncle. Fun uncle. Oh, uncle Cody. Maxie's my sister, kind of, sort of. Yeah, you know, I mean, she could have been my sister in <laughs> spirit, you know, because Mac raised her and Mac's my daddy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so boom hey you know and so he's like Spinelli if you want if you want to be with Maxie I'm not in your way just go for it buddy mm-hmm. and so uh, I'm not sure if Spinelli up until that point realized that he had reawakening feelings and I think that he might now and I'm looking forward to some awkwardness I want him to I not know how to do anything anymore I, I, I would love to see Maxie and Spinelli get back together I want Maxie and Spinelli to get back together and kind of be happy for a minute. It's so weird, too, because it's not like they came together originally because they, like, really did like each other. You know, it was, like, for show, right, originally? Yeah, well, and, like, when Spinelli first came on, I believe he was smitten for Lulu big time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, mm-hmm. and then and then they done did the dirty one time and had a baby about it, you know, like and then and the rest is history. It's funny because Melissa says Spixie is the primary maxi coupling for me. Spinelli is her true love. I like Nathan, and it was okay with Ellie. Oh, Ellie Spinelli. Yeah. Uh, but it's been all always been Spinelli. So in her heart, Spixie Spixie is the coupling, and I I I agree with that. I barely have any experience really in seeing original Spixie. But there's something about those two, the fashionista and the super nerd, you mm-hmm. know, being being soulmates, I think is just I, awesome. Maximista and Spinelli are awesome. <laughs> the Maximista and the Jackal. Yes, I love that. I, I always enjoyed them. Always enjoyed them. See, even Sandra and wants remember, to see Maximista. You guys Spinelli. remember their unwedding at that floating rib? Their unwedding? <laughs> It just sounds like something from Alice in Wonderland, you know, uh, just, just, <laughs> Spinelli's just a fake creature. Just, he's just, uh, he's, it's a fairy. Spinelli is one of the most <laughs> unusual soap opera characters I've ever seen. He might be the most, you know, like him and Susan Banks or whatever from Days of Our Lives. Elvish, you know her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Elvish>. <laughs> and then I guess they, well, they had to, Patrick Darbo, I think her name was, was on those shows and uh she's she's kind of a unique character actress too yes so you know it sprinkles in there from time to time for me spinelli is one of the most memorable for sure mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to just an awkward soap character and i like that he understands that and then a part of his whole shtick is that he's like look at my face would you expect to see it on a soap nope <laughs> right <laughs> right well he does not look like a typical you know and i know you know people have said this to bradford and and uh you know, he takes it, he takes it, you know, with a light heart. But a lot of people have said to him, oh, you're a lot better looking in person than I thought you would be. 
Well, Kaiwan, Kaiwan theorizes that Spinelli, I think, was originally supposed to be killed off, but they liked him so much they stuck, they kept him around. Plus, also the friendship that uh, him and Steve Burton have, I think, f has fueled a lot of the longevity of Spinelli. I think so too. Plus, they're so good I together. Think Steve Burton has advocated for him. I, yeah, he's advocated for them. Uh, also, too, when it comes down to it, they, they've got really good like friendship chemistry on the show. Um, he brings out a different layer of Jason than any other character does. Um, uh, they, they have a they have a weird Laurel Hardy kind of thing. Yeah, like it's it, like Jason is very much the straight man to uh, Spinelli bouncing off the walls, but it works together. It's funny together. Um, mm -hmm. It makes me think of remember the movie Men in Black from like, yes. 1996. Uh, oh yeah, with Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, Tommy and Lee Jones and Will Smith are in it. And I remember them doing, you know how they did the interviews and the <laughs> DVD extras and all of that, you know, promotional stuff. And I think we had the free pay-per-view at the time. And so there was all kinds of just previews and stuff constantly going. And Tommy Lee Jones was like, I love working on this movie. I love working with Will Smith because I don't have to do anything. Like I'm <laughs> funny in the fact that I am just standing there stoic while he is he doing his man. his high energy will smith thing but together it works and it's a funny duo because of that difference in energy and i think oh, that jason I... and spinelli do the same thing i know a little bit about being a straight man you guys do you Wait. <laughs> do you have a confession to make i am your straight man Matt. <laughs> you're a straight man huh interesting yeah. I'm I didn't your straight realize man. that you were a straight man i thought you were my mother the whole time i don't know how <laughs> my mother's a straight man but i'm I'm with it. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. Hey, Daisy. How's it going, Daisy? Daisy's here. Hi, Daisy. All right. Since Daisy's here, you know what we get to talk about next? Well, hey, well what else you want? Well, last thing. I'll, just, I'll read what Melissa said here before we move okay. on. She said that Bradford brings out a natural levity to even the heaviest scenes. He has an eternal purity to him, even when he's doing morally gray things. Radford gave Spinelli real depth while still keeping him light. Oh, I think so. I think so, too. I think Bradford, uh, of course, you know, they gave him a premise and they gave him some crazy dialogue. And he ran with it. And, and it he well. ran with it and he made it his own. And Bradford Anderson, bravo, dude. I don't think anybody else could have done it any better. So good work nope. for you. And hey, I'm sure we'll see a lot more of you as as time goes on and we get Steve Burton back because the influence is, is clear. You know, Spinelli had moved on and moved out and married married Ellie until Steve Burton came back to the show and then that relationship ended and he came back to town. So, uh, you know, just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. And I guess if you like those pairings, you can go find their podcast out there that they do every week. Daisy sure. says, Jason has three sons. I understand that Jason has three sons, but I, I only care about what's happening with two of them. Okay. I can't even think of who the third son is, to be honest. Are you talking about Dex? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got Danny. He's got Jake and Jay. Danny. He's got Jake and Danny. I can't think of his th even think of who his third kid would be. No, well, Rocco's not his. Not no, because it's Danny and Scout is Sam's kids. He, he's only his. got two, right? Just Danny and Scout. That's it. Sam, right? Yeah. So, she got her kids are fathered by twin brothers. Yeah. They are brother, sister, cousins. But their fathers are also genetically identical. So are they also like actually blood related, yeah. like full, full siblings? Oh Michael, Michael's not Jason's kid. Come on, Daisy. Michael is AJ's kid. 
Yeah, got the wrong quarter, man, Daisy. Got the wrong quarter, man. <laughs> Maybe it will turn out as the Dex. Who knows? Who knows? It might be Dex. I think that this is a strong likelihood. Listen, I, that's why they mistreated me so much. Is because I was adopted. I didn't know I was adopted. But that's why they. That's why they were so mean to me when I was a kid. Because I'm really mm -hmm. Dexter Quartermain. And then yes, he's gonna call. And then he's gonna go by Dexter because Dexter Quartermain is much better than Dex Quartermain. Hmm. Wouldn't you want to work for a CEO named Dexter Quartermain? Sounds like a super nerd. It sounds like a real like. Oh my gosh, like. Yeah. I mean, isn't the nerdiest name in the world Dexter Poindexter? <laughs> I don't even know where Poindexter <laughs> comes from. I think that might actually be a real last name. I should look it up. I should look up the etymology of why Poindexter is an insult. <laughs> uh, Jason's son is Mason. Come on now, Melissa. Get out of here. You're drunk. <laughs> You're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mason is hung out there in uh, Fittenville, you know. Well, we got to talk about Daisy's favorite topic, which is uh, Spencer, Trina, and Esme. So we're going to get into that right now. Okay. I'm teasing her. I don't, I don't, that's, that's not her favorite topic. <laughs> uh, so Esme remembers everything. She's an evil witch. She's knocking people out. She's, she's going full now. She, she's one next slice away from falling off of a cliff um, as Carly debates whether or not to catch her, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, I think that uh, so, so a couple of things Big news everybody If you haven't heard this Cover your ears if you don't want to know We know the final air date For Nicholas Alexander Chavez Cover your ears if you don't want to know Because I'm going to say it right now It is January 31st It's Wednesday It is Wednesday Is going to be Spencer's last day And it's not and Folks I'm not here to tell you It's because they stopped showing scenes Of Spencer and Trina in Paris Something is going to remove Spencer from the show. And that something is Esme. And it's entirely possible that we might be losing Spencer and Esme from this. Now, I'm not talking about fact. I'm not talking about rumor mill. I'm not talking about any piece of information that I've come across. I'm just talking about what I think. Mm -hmm. I think Esme is going to take Spencer off of the show in some capacity. And Esme is going with him. I wouldn't be surprised. Because she is, in my opinion... <laughs> too far nuts to be the character that sticks around oh she is i mean she's she is so on a, a a road of revenge right now that she's like a shark smelling water in the blood you know smelling mm -hmm. blood in the water mm -hmm. she's so pinpointed on getting everybody back oh my gosh you know i thought her mom was gonna have some big plan for her i tell you what the big plan was catch my daughter before she ruins her life. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> even even Heather, you know, summons Laura to asking her to come to the prison and talk to her. And basically all yeah. she said, Heather has made the most sense in the last week that I've ever heard Heather make. Right. You know, you always think that Heather's going to come up with some wackadoodle. I don't know. Smother him with a BLT. I don't She's going to come up with something well, crazy. I mean, originally it was like, hey, run away so you can make some sort of wackadoodle plan, like smothering somebody with a BLT. But first, you need to take a break and, you know, get away from the pressure. Collect yourself. And Esme's like, no, you're stupid. Flips the table. Shows her Ryan's side. <laughs> i tell you what. Heather Weber... Even you need to be careful who you breed with, girl. 
<laughs> May that be a lesson to everybody. Be very careful with who you select as the father of your children, because you might wind up with an Esme. Uh, yeah, I mean, a little, little bit of wisdom there from 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 Heather, but also still crazy criminal. You know, like her her wisdom is catch her. So yeah, I can protect her in jail. Well, I can yeah. watch her. Like, and yeah, and it's not even like it's not even, it, it, and she's not telling her that in some kind of like personal gratification. Oh, I'm just going to have my daughter with me. Yay. Yay. I'll get to be with my daughter. No, she's like, place her in here with me where she doesn't die. Yeah. yeah. So something doesn't happen. Like she might fight off, fall off the Eiffel tower. If she continues this, mm -hmm. is that what's going to be? Spencer and Esme fight on top of the Eiffel tower. They both tumble down and we can't find bodies. Oh boy. Well, I'm sure going to be on the edge of my seat to see what happens. Well, like... it's, it's 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 so weird because um, right now in the chat there's there's a, a handful of people being like, I like Esme, I don't want to lose Esme. Esme's great, da, 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 da. which is um, a, a a passion that has been ignited here in the last couple of weeks because we were practically being like Esme's not on the show anymore. You yeah, know, we like, were like. Oh. You know, two weeks ago we were saying if they don't have to have Esme doing something different very soon, we are in the on the on the on the clip of yeah. Esme being boring. Yeah, and then people were like, "Well, I, she's a great actress. I hope that they find something for her to do." But but the passion of like, I I like Esme. I want her to stay on the show. Really hasn't been there as much as it has been over the last couple of weeks, which is great for the content of the show. You know, good job creating the story that people are invested and interested in. Uh, but I, I just, I don't see a path forward without a, without a break. Honestly, I think that we'll see Esme again, but I think that we're going to not see her for a little bit here coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. And she's going to lean far into her crazy again, far into it, far, yes, yes, yes. you know, man. things may even go as far as Spencer could be presumed dead mother. Oh, I, I, I totally think so. Yeah. I totally think so, yeah. What if she goes out like Ryan, you know, like there's a bomb that goes off in some sort of fun house that everybody thinks that she died in. She and Spencer are dead in the explosion. And there's no reason for if, you know, if it turns out that way that they're going to have Spencer presumed dead. Uh, wouldn't Nicholas want to go back home? Bring yeah. Ace back home? Yeah, I would think so. Would if there were so. no Spencer... And there in his no room. Esme. No be... Spencer and Esme back there. There'd be no reason for him not to go back home. Well, I mean, if Spencer's not going to be on the show anymore for whatever reason, then uh, they, they got room. You know, I know that the cast is big and anybody can slide into any position. But if they're intending on keeping the cast the same size it is, there there's 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 a male lead sized hole that could be filled with somebody like Nicholas coming back on a more regular basis. Well. That's Steve Burton filling that hole too, though. Yeah, we do have Steve Burton coming back to fill that hole too. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Spencer will be in a coma, declares Daisy. So hey, we'll see. We already have one character in a coma. Will we have two? Time will tell. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't think that's gonna happen. Leanne. Leanne's like, well, she's gonna hold him as a uh, as a doing it hostage. I don't think we're gonna go there, Leanne, because that's like really unfortunate behavior well yeah and how do you come back from that you, can't you don't and then like that's 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 like ever redeem her in any way you know that's that's sa to an extreme i just don't think we're covering that on soaps anymore if this was 1984 absolutely 
Now, not, not in 2024. Um, is Esme has inherited some insanity. She really has. Oh, yeah, on two sides. She, like has, she has inherited some insanity. But she was, to me, she is one of Ryan's number one victims. Bummer. Ryan had a relationship with Esme only to manipulate her and get her to do crazy things. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. He never really cared about her. No, and now he's dead. Now he's dead. And now he's dead. Or is he? And I could I could totally see her he's not. And I, I, she knocked Uncle Kevin over the head. Well, you know, she don't have no love for her dad at all because she knocked her Uncle Kevin over the head and she got, he's got the same face as her dad. Oh yes, she oh, knocked yes. Uncle. Ke you know what that? It was you know that um, cylinder kind of piece of art with a hole in the middle. Yes, you love it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. You know what it reminded me of, you guys, I, from the seventies. Do you guys remember like a little um, round princess kind of like phone? And it looked mm -hmm. just like that, <laughs> and the belly of it was a dial, and it looked just like that. Just it's perfect for walloping somebody with, and that's exactly what Esme did. So, do you oh, think yeah. he's going to wake up as Ryan? Um, it just knocks those false memories. No, loose. I don't think he's going to wake up as Ryan. But I still would love that. I still want there to be a Ryan Kevin split personality, Jekyll and Hyde. You know, it's been so long since we heard about that potential storyline that unless they've really put it on ice and just are waiting for the right time to start it, I, I feel like it, it might have been squished. It might have been, but man, yeah. I hope they unsquish it for John because John would eat that. I mean, uh, the performance of, I mean, just the Ryan characters. Listen, I don't have the history of Kevin. I didn't see all of his romances with Lucy and his lead time on Port Charles and all that kind of stuff. So I don't have the history of Kevin. I've got what Kevin's been up to for the last five years. Kevin ain't up to nothing. He's super boring. Bring back Ryan, you know, like. <laughs> well, I tell you who doesn't think he's super boring, Kevin. Who doesn't think he's super boring. Mm. And that's one Miss Laura Collins does not think he's boring at all. No. She's crazy about him. No, and he's great. when they told her, oh my gosh, Jeannie Francis, you're just so awesome. The way you could you with act with emotion and expression, just you could teach a class on it. Um, because when they when they told her, you know, that Kevin's gonna be okay, I mean, you could just see the air sucked out of her in relief. Yeah. And you know. That her face just oh my gosh just such such believable emotion and gratefulness and relief and without saying a word incredible seasoned veteran is what she is yes she is and anybody that gets to do a scene with her you man as an actor you've got to be so lucky because she make it easy super easy she, she makes it easy. She's a moral west when it comes to that. Oh, I yeah, think just always like, bringing out the best in her scene partner. Always bringing out the best in their scene partner. Yes, yes. Good job, Jeannie Francis. High five if I ever see you I one day. I'm going to be like, high five, Jeannie. You know, for being great. <laughs> and also being married to Commander Riker. That's another high five right there. All right. <laughs> I want Jonathan Frakes on General Hospital. When are we going to do that? Come on, Jonathan Frakes. I need you to beam in, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Well, uh, elegant remembers those princess phones you were talking about. Yeah, 
Yeah, the little roundy things. Yeah, the little roundy things. But yeah, I mean, they had traditional princess foam, but this one was a 70s kind of thing. And it was tubular like that. Tubular, man. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Now, if they would have just made it like bright yellow or orange, it would have been even more 70s. Yes, that's what we did. We just needed an orange and maybe some avocado green somewhere else. Yeah, there you go. You know, that's Harvest what we bowl. need. That's what we need. <laughs> uh, well, Melissa, Melissa thinks that Esme can still be redeemed, even after all of this stuff that's heating up and everything that's going down. She thinks that there's still some some room for Esme maybe uh, turning a little bit uh, into more of a neutral or softer character. I think that that's farther out. <laughs> well, I think that's possible, too. But if she does something really crazy in the next two weeks, maybe not. Yeah, it really depends. Like, like for like Nell is a great example. People like to say Carly, Carly, Carly. I, I can't use Carly as an example because I don't. <laughs> I wasn't watching in nineteen ninety five when she came on. I can't really judge uh, how horrible of an action she took and all that kind of oh, stuff. She was pretty bad. I understand that she was pretty bad, but I don't have that to compare to what it is that like Nell and Esme have been up to. From my mm -hmm. understanding, she came in, she was kind of a B-word to people. She slept with Tony and was a B-word to people and was a B-word to people and was a B-word to people. But pretty much, it's not like she was planting cameras to record two people doing it and putting it on the internet. She wasn't dropping drugs in a hot toddy to get somebody to pass out. You know, I mean, huh. she might have yeah, encouraged AJ to drink. She lied about who the baby daddy was. But, I mean, we're talking about two different categories of villainy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one one is like a, a emotionally damaging, but the other is like physically forever damaging. Yeah, you know, and so, I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard to relate. But it was simply because I haven't seen uh, the Carly stuff myself to be able to make my own judgment. I really only have everybody else's reaction to it and to, to go off of. But I did see Nell, so I can compare it to Nell. And Esme is not as bad as Nell. Not yet. Because Nell, Nell, Nell slashed throats. Nell threw herself down the stairs. Uh, Nell, Nell, like, put her baby in danger to get to Carly by doing that. You know, full-on pregnant, throwing herself down a flight of stairs and just crossing her fingers that everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, I haven't seen Esme do that kind of stuff. I really feel well, as though there is a ledge for her to still step back from. Well, you know, the second time she went off the parapet, she dove off. Yeah, she she did that on purpose, but she was all. But it wasn't let me do this to stick it to somebody. It right. was this is my choice. I can either do this and hope for the best and have my freedom, or I can grow up in this effing tower and make it, maybe one day get killed by Nicholas. Right, because like, she really did believe that once she actually had the baby, Nicholas would just kill her. Right. So, like, I, I can I can understand that mindset. Would I have made the mm -hmm. exact same choice? I can't say because I haven't lived it, nor am I pregnant. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but but I can I can understand it's like it's like it's like Carly for example holding back the uh, the, the information from Nina about who her kids are on two <laughs> occasions she had logically understandable reasons for making that poor choice <laughs> you know and so I can <laughs> kind of relate the same thing to, to Esme's situation of throwing herself off the parapet um, <laughs> that's not to say that I think that she's good I don't you know she hasn't done bad things she doesn't deserve to be punished by the law of course she does but I do think that there still is a little bit of a ledge for her to step back from that she hasn't fallen off of yet. Mm -hmm. But it really, really, really does depend on what happens in the next couple of weeks. If she's mm -hmm. respond, you know, if she sets off a bomb in some sort of Paris bistro and kills six people, you know, that's different. 
She does something like that, she ought to just cut off her hand and lean all the way in. Lean all the way into it, eh? (laughs) So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I mean, Melissa also brings up a couple of examples of characters that may have been redeemed, uh, specifically Franco and Luke, depending, you know, on, on some of their early activities. Um, Franco, especially, yes. Um, you know, I, yeah, yeah, but also at the same time, not redeemed enough to still be alive on the show. Right. You know. <laughs> folks have changed yeah you know they they had some they had they had a span of time in which the characters were active on the show but both of those actors are dead on the show now because of who they used to be like you know i'm not i'm not gonna pretend like i don't know why they wrote off those characters Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you know Mm -hmm. whatever 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 Mm -hmm. uh harley basically never really stopped being a bad guy is that who you were getting so popular technically made her here i'm not sure who you're talking about kaiwan <laughs> uh, but but Sprina did make it to Paris, and they left their stains on the sheets. I'm sorry. I said Sprina made it to Paris, and they've already left their stains on the sheets. They sure did. <laughs> I think they have more than one 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 wet spot actually. Uh, yeah, and, and apparently Spencer giving this baby to uh, to to, to uh, Nicholas just had Sprina is totally okay with it, and that's surprising. I was kind of surprised with her reaction, actually. I thought she would have made a little more big deal of it. Yeah. I've been a little more disappointed in his actions. Yeah, like how uh, could you just suddenly give this kid away to somebody who's never met them? Somebody that you yourself have said is dangerous and no good and the worst father and unworthy of your love. And also, like, I watched you go through this torture with Nicholas. What do you mean you gave Ace to him? That was the expectation that I had. Yeah. But I think everybody... I think everybody is kind of, especially now that they know it, but in the beginning they didn't. I think everybody, including Trina, was like, okay, yeah, well, you're protecting him against Esme because Esme is back to her old self. Now, if Esme had not given any any indication that she had her memories back Mm -hmm. and his ears hadn't perked up with the whole Spence thing, he would not have given that away. I don't think. I don't think that people would have reacted the same way, but you know, um, but it's it, because of the fact that she know has her memories, it removes her as a victim. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I agree. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough because if you do just compare her to the last year, then they've done something terribly wrong to this poor woman, but mm-hmm. if you compare it to the last three years, it's a little more even in the grand scope and scheme of things. Yes, it it does. It does lend to actually the baby being protected. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From from crazy Esme. But then also, well, if you flip that coin, uh, Esme, even when she originally had her memories and didn't lose them, didn't show signs of being a danger to the baby. She took no, those vitamins. She, she looked more. With, as far as like the baby and her having her regard for the baby, um, back when she was calling him her ace, ace in the, in the hole, hole, yeah. Well, she wasn't a good mom then, but actually, since she actually had the baby, mm-hmm. and when she had the baby, she didn't have her memories. Mm-mm. She's actually been a wonderful caring mother. That what they have, what they've chosen to show us, she's a wonderful mother. But then also at the same time. As soon as she got her memories back, she is not spending any time with that kid anymore. 
she's she's visiting this person, doing that person, manipulating this, getting involved in that, da, 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 even to the point where Spencer's like, why are you okay? I mean, oh, yeah, I'll keep him, continue, but yeah. this is weird. Lady are usually yeah, around she, more. Yeah, because she was busy hatching plans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and not spending the time with Ace, so, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe there's an indication there. So we're just going to have to see what happens over the next couple of days, you know, as we get mm -hmm. closer and closer. Final air date of one Mr. Spencer Cassadine as played by Nicholas, Ca Nicholas Alexander Chavez, who's currently filming Monster for Netflix. And, you know, it'll be interesting, you guys, to see, um, uh, you know, Wednesday may be this last time we ever see Nicholas Chavez play Spencer. I'm going to go out on a limb. the last we ever see of him. I'm going to um, go out on a limb and say, I think this is going to be the last time that we see this actor play this role. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. For one thing, this project, Monsters, is going to take a while. Yeah, you know, I don't know exactly how long the, the scheduling is planned, but, I mean, it's not like Ryan Murphy has to make a fast show. No, and, and I'm sure, you know, um, isn't his contract up next month, February? If I heard February. Other people heard summer. I don't know what the truth is because I've never seen it. So, well, I know I that know. even if he does return, he ain't gonna be signing no contract. Yeah, I just I don't think so. I think I think that his time and daytime for now is 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 done. But this is just me thinking. I have I really have no idea. But what I do know is I agree with somebody else that I was talking to online about the situation is that after the thirty first, like February first, for example, mm -hmm. uh, if they already know that Chavez isn't going to be re-signing, if this is gonna be. You know, if this contract is going to expire during this hiatus, then I really think that they should say something earlier rather than later. Just so there isn't months of people waiting for news, hearing it and being majorly disappointed. Well, I don't think they're going to give us that. <laughs> I don't. Mergenesia? was coined on another podcast. Merge Nisha? I don't know what that means, Melissa. Nisha. Merge Nisha. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I think I think Chavez is like the two parts coming together? And then Nisha. I don't I don't I don't understand. Explain it to me. <laughs> the two part are we talking about Ryan and Kevin? I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know what you're talking about. Melissa, <laughs> just making your own podcast in the chat room. What's going on? <laughs> uh, Kevin got knocked out. We'll see. Well, he'll be okay. Um, Whiplash Laura is what I wrote down because she, in the matter of like two days, she went, "What? Esme's fine. I can't. You gave the kid away to. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, Burned down did. the city to find her. Yeah, she she did, and she feels so bad about it too. Like you know, she really. Laura feels bad. Like I I I'm surprised. I she hoodwinked me. Yeah. Kind of thing. over my veteran eyes. I've been in the soap land for 50 years. How could she get one past me like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Jeannie suggests they might already be trying to recast Spencer. Uh, who knows? I guess it really depends on what the plans are for the characters and, this, and the characters that surround Spencer as well. It's not always just about what Spencer does. Um, all of these characters make a splash and a ripple throughout other characters on the canvas. And so, you know, you, a character can't exist in a vacuum just because you want to see Spencer. If they don't have other characters in a place that can interact with them, then you have somebody who's constantly wiping down the bar, not doing anything as people come to visit him to tell him about their woes, you know? And is that what we yeah. want? Yeah. I mean, I, I, would I would agree that, you know, 
they'll keep it relevant and stuff for his return. Mm-hmm. However, you guys, we got big Steve Burton coming back. Yeah. That's, you can eat up a lot of screen take, time. That's going to take airtime. That's going to take airtime. Yep. Yep, it's significant airtime too, because he's a very popular character. Don't don't be con- don't be convinced by by Twitter about who's popular and who's not. I guarantee you, there was not a wasted dollar on General Hospital when it comes to the investment of their actors, and they are earning the pay that they get based off of the viewership and ad revenue that is generated from them being on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and then on top of that too, I, I should also point out for anybody uh, wondering if character appearances may be changing under the new writers, and the answer is no. It's that not sort of the same negotiation. Yeah, that sort of stuff is 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 negotiated by the agents, by the producers, by the people who are drawing up the contracts and offering, hey, we'll offer you X amount of money for this amount of episodes. Does that sound fair? I want to work less episodes for more money. And the negotiation, mm-hmm. until they come up with an agreement. All right, we will guarantee you this amount of money, and we will also say that you're going to be on this many episodes. Mm-hmm. Frank Valentini does not waste any money. So that means that he's oh. not going to underuse somebody's guarantee because That's they have already ABC paid them. That's why loves him so stinking much. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, they, they basically guaranteed to pay this actor this amount of money, whether or not they show up the 180 times, for example. Mm-hmm. So that means that Frank is going to use them 180 times because that's how much he's paid for. Mm-hmm. On top of that, too, he's not going to have them on 185 times because that's a bigger investment that they didn't sign off on. And he's not going to spend the extra money. So what a writer, what the new writers can do is give you something that you might be more interested in, mm-hmm. but you're still going to see them as often as you do now. Mm-hmm. And we should start seeing, and we should start seeing scripts written by the new writers around March, right? Uh, yeah, you know, give it a couple of months. I, I don't know what, it's different than, than the strike. When the strike was on, they kind of owed it to the showrunners to follow their, their plan. Up until they ran out of the plan. They don't really owe the previous showrunners that anymore. Or the previous head writers that anymore. So these two. Elizabeth and uh, Patrick. I think their names are. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Corte and Patrick. I don't think her last name is Corte. No it's not Corte. It's Corte. Is it somebody else? Whatever. You tell me everybody who the writers are. Uh, (laughs) These two people. Who are taking over the book. Um, they, they could immediately cut all that stuff and throw it out and say, no, we're going to go in 18 completely new directions. There's going to be a twist and turn in every single one of these stories, revealing something about them that hasn't been true this entire time, but it's true now. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that could happen across the board. I, I don't know. But it is mm-hmm. going to take a couple of months because they have to plan it, mm-hmm. tell people about it, rework it based off of notes, tell ABC, rework it based off of notes. Write it, rewrite it. Yes. Create the props, build the sets, sew the costumes, tell the actors they have to be there on that day, shoot it. So it's it's going to be a couple of months. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not going to be overnight. That's for sure. Because it, it because it just can't be. No, no. Then there's a pipeline. There's a whole yeah. pipeline. Like uh, like when we you know when we were talking to Fido, you know Fido Xavier, director on General Hospital, he's been on the podcast giving us a little bit of slice of his experience. Like he, he has scripts in his hands for things that they're going to shoot next month. Yes. You know, so. Yes. So that just yes. goes to show and it's you. Not, and it's not, uh, it's, and ABC and Disney really pay attention. And it's, they, they don't let anything go by and not know what's on the page. They know. Oh, yes. And they, know. they um, 
and they um, want changes and edits on the regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because ultimately, it's it's broadcast on their networks and their their standards, their practices, what they want to have represented on their uh, on their channel. They want they they want to make sure that 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 General Hospital kind of reflects their brand to a certain degree. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, they're not going to be completely off on its own. Uh, you know, it would be different if it was live. You know, if it was live, it'd be you know less. Oh my approved. gosh! Can you imagine? I would, well, it'd be fun just for this. Can you imagine Ken Schreiner live? Oh, <laughs> oh it's good Jesus. business. It's good business. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're approaching one o'clock here. That was, our hard, that was our hard stop time because we've been talking all morning. We have been talking you know, all morning. You know, I mean, we had the potential to talk until 6 p.m. tonight. I just, I just, I don't know if I want, I, you know, I don't want to torture people like that. So we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. But you know what, Ma? There was so much that we didn't talk about that that next week is going to be super awesome and packed with detail because we got to talk about things like Jordan and the FBI. Yeah. You know, um, you, you know, Carly and Drew starting a magazine, Valentine and yeah. Nina starting a magazine, Magazine Wars 2024. So what? dumb. I'm going to say it, Ma. It, it's silly. It's I mean, so dumb to me. I mean, you know what she ought to do that would just be a little more to... To go, Carly? Hmm. Have a little diner. Right down the frickin' street. Just open it across the street. Yeah. Call it Madeline's. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby's versus Madeline's. That, you know, that'd be more interesting. You know, who can make the best sauce? <laughs> I mean, that, at least that would take it in a direction that I'd be more interested. Again, magazine people, singers... That sort of stuff, I, I don't find those to be really engaging soap careers for me. So, and also, it's 2024, not to not to beat a dead horse over the head with this year that we're in or anything, but rival so, magazines? So, Soap Upper Digest is not even in print anymore. Like, Who cares about crimson? Sports Illustrated just announced they're not going to print magazines anymore. Like, like it's 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 not the time for magazine wars. You, you ain't going to find your dad's Playboys anytime soon. Either. No, no. But they've been out of print forever. It's too easy to find on Google now, you know? So, anyway. So, yeah. Uh, Melissa also pregnant. Christina. Curtis can feel his feet. You know, all kinds of you stuff. You know what cracked happened. me about that scene with Curtis and his feet? What's that? They didn't need no doctor to stick him in the bottom of the foot with a pin. No. Aunt Stella could have done that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, yeah. you feel that? Conk. <laughs> you know, listen, I've never been to this surgery. I'm not a spinal surgeon. I don't understand how all of this stuff works. I've been, I haven't done the years of research, but I would <laughs> they think got a, they got a big old giant diaper pin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they poked him, poked him with it. I saw it. I was, but when they were doing that, I was thinking like. If they can poke him on the bottom of the foot and he's like, I can feel that. How did he not feel the blanket over his feet the entire time before the doctor walked in? You know, I, I just, I don't understand it myself. So if you're a spinal but surgeon or a brain surgeon, this, this would have been, just let me been know. kind of fun if he would have said to Portia, can you get that blanket off my feet? It just feels too hot. And she's like, huh? Oh, huh? that would be good, ma. You know, and then he doesn't quite realize it. He just, you know, it's like, oh, man, my feet are hot. Can you take the blanket? <gasps> oh, that's brilliant. No wonder Remington Hoffman thinks we should write for soaps. <laughs> uh, like Crimson I said, tea. Aunt Stella could have stuck him in the bottom of the foot with a pen. They didn't need a doctor for that. Now, that is brilliant, Melissa. Melissa says Crimson TV, and that's that's what it is. Carly becomes a home and heart host. Carly starts her own show. Carly's, you know, Carly in the afternoon, like Drew Barrymore. 
Oh, remember when Erica Kane had a talk show? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm for that because then we can get like we can get <laughs> like uh, you know somebody on the show, and then they get in a fight like Jerry Springer, you know, and they you know fight over the desk. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. That's it, though. That's yeah, it. I'm, well, I'm they need off the to do floor. something. They need to do something for them just to create a magazine that's in print. I mean, my well, boy. Why don't you just start a, a newspaper? Yeah, circulation's <laughs> high on those too. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the best paper route. I'm gonna give more. I'm gonna deliver more papers than that dang Carly. So anyway, that's it. I'm getting off the tenth floor. I've been talking all morning. So uh, go back to the beginning of the day, folks. You know, we started with days for dummies. Went into an interview, a very fun interview with Remington Hoffman. It was good. It was mm -hmm. not awkward. It was good conversation with uh, just lots of fun little anecdotes about just just life and living and and. and next week we're gonna try to do it again with somebody week. else. Oh yes! Oh my gosh! I, I didn't push that at all. Next week, everybody, join us again at eleven a.m. the normal time here on the Tenth Floor Podcast, as we're gonna have Tanisha Harper with us, who plays Jordan Ashford, mm -hmm. who is working with the FBI and flirting with Stephen A. Smith and all kinds of different stuff. I and so know. there's gonna be some they, fun things to talk they about. They extra flirty right now. They. He said, don't lose my number, girl. Don't lose my number, baby. <laughs> so we're going uh, so to talk with Tanisha Harbour next week uh, right here live on YouTube. Yeah, uh, yeah we're going to talk to Tanisha, but we're actually going to do the 10th floor as well. Yeah, yeah, same, after, same thing. You know, after, after we're done with Tanisha, we're going to keep on talking. Yeah, so same thing uh, next week that we did this week. We're going to do Days for Dummies. We're going to talk to Tanisha. We're going to do some, some 10th floor, and we're going to call it a great Sunday. Yep. So that's it, folks. Like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't. Leave a comment uh, if you if you could, please. It really does help the algorithm and makes it look like you know. Doesn't it make it look? It makes it so the video has engagement with it, and YouTube feels as though more people might want to be interested in, in listening to what we have to say. Uh, YouTube is also super smart, knowing that we are a soap opera podcast. So the more you interact with it, the more it's going to be shown to people who like soap operas. Yes. Do you know when you go on YouTube right now for the 10th floor? You know what I noticed, Matt? Hmm. Maybe you noticed too. Okay, so when I go on YouTube, 10th floor comes up. The leading video before mm -hmm. it was how to make a podcast. Well, hey, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Because they know we're just regular old slumps that didn't know how. Yeah, yeah. And so they're like, oh, oh, she'll click on this. She doesn't know what she's doing. She needs guidance. <laughs> same thing, you know, the more you interact with the channel, uh, the more, the, you know, if you, yeah, that, that's, that's the super thanks in the super chat as well. You know, if you, if you, if you chip three bucks, then it just makes us look good as well. And eventually you're going to see an upgrade right around here. If you continue to do that, uh, buymeacoffee.com as well is another good way to contribute to the show. Marianne Woods, thank you so much for the donations that you've made there recently. Wonderful. Amazing. Um, like us on, on Twitter, follow us on Twitter at 10th floor GH talk about soaps all week long, mm -hmm. uh, follow the Instagram as well. I have the little Instagram. There's a YouTube, there's a, there's a Facebook, you know, we're on, we're on the socials. What can I say? Just not TikTok. We're on the socials. I should TikTok. I should TikTok every day being like GH days of our lives. Well, I've thought about it. We'll see. We'll figure it out as time goes on. Uh, but past that, uh, oh, there's that merch shop. There's the printify.me slash 10th dash floor. Mm -hmm. uh, come back next week. Chandra will give you the links. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that pretty much covers the bases. I think so. I think so, too. So get on an elevator. We're going back down to the first floor. We're going to go into the parking garage and find our cars. Turn our radios to previous episodes of the 10th floor, which you can find on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. 
if you cannot find us on your favorite podcasting platform. Reach out to us on Twitter at 10thLordGH, and I'll point you in the right direction. Yep. And that's it. Go and spend some time it. with your families. I've been Matt. I've been Kat. And we'll catch you next time right here on the 10th floor. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.